Hello, everybody. This is Stefan from a Comedy Advice Podcast coming in with some intro love. It's the last one of 2020, and boy, I am slamming the door on the way out. Goodbye, good riddance. Hello, 2021. You're like uh, just a fresh vegetable at a supermarket that I can't wait to pluck. I'm pushing people out of the way saying, no, those are my carrots. That's my carrot 2021. I am so eager to crunch on you as I'm sure all of you guys are. I just want to make sure that you guys are all doing well. Say, you know, quick check in. I know you can't. I can't hear you. Scream louder. That's what I'm saying because right now I can't hear what you're saying. Karen, Bob, Cindy, speak louder. Speak louder. And you know how you can do that? You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can talk to me on Instagram. You can do all that stuff and be like, hey, Stefan, I'm okay. I don't care if you like the podcast or if you want to, you know, just tell me you're okay. That's what I'm really worried about here. I am a caring individual and I just want to make sure that you are all in good hands. I, I want to make sure that you guys have Allstate because Allstate has hands in their logo and, and that guy that has a really comforting voice. That's Allstate, Stan. You're in good hands with Allstate. Is that what he says? Is that the right insurance company? I don't know. I'm affiliated with it, so I should know. But I'm going to stop talking about that, and I'm going to start talking about this episode and the amazing Jamie Lisso. He's a comedian. Hilarious. He's an actor. Phenomenal. He's a writer. So good. I, I was trying to just lead it up with a really nice, charming adjective at the last part, but I couldn't finish it, so it was so good. Darn. But anyway, he's an amazing person, and this is the second time he's on the podcast. He came back, and I'm so glad he did. He's such a good guy. He's got some big things cooking. He's got his little accomplishment cauldron, and in that brew, he's got a movie that he's writing with Rob Schneider. That should be coming out, he said, as early as March of 2020, 2021. 2021? Is that what I said? 2020-21. And then there's also a movie that he is working on with Rob Schneider's wife, Patricia, which uh, they are phenomenal. And I don't know if you guys have seen Netflix's Real Rob with Rob Schneider, but Jamie's in there. He's his assistant, and he does a stellar job. He's also a co-producer for – or he was co-producer with Man With A Plan – and he's been in a lot of different things. He's an amazing individual, very talented. And so I can't wait for you guys to listen. And you know what time it is? Ring, ring, ring. Time for you to listen. A comedy advice podcast. An advice podcast for deaf and, and friends. To make exaggerated statements not meant to be taken literally. What was that, Stefan? A uh, comedy advice podcast. That's actually what I look like live right now. I'm just holding a microphone. <laughs> um, yeah, that's an actual, that's a video of me. All right, hey, there we go. Oh. Oh, it's happening. Oh, my God. Yes, it's happening. Awesome. Yeah, man. Dude, Jamie, thank you so much for coming back on. How has everything been going, man? It says I'm getting sick of the quarantine thing. Oh, good. I didn't know you were going to finish with the quarantine thing, so I thought you were actually getting sick for a second. I was worried. I was worried about you negative COVID result to show you let's see <laughs> no i think we're probably social distance enough i think we're good this is probably good right yeah this is great by the way are you in alaska dude i'm in alaska i'm freezing i'm so cold 
it's just what you would think if you've ever seen a reality show about Alaska. It's just it's just very dark and cold. I did just do yoga though, which I feel pretty good about. Did you do hot yoga to get warmer? You know, I did um, regular yoga. I don't I don't know if you're a yoga person at all. Uh, I'm not I'm not a yogi, but I do dabble. I just wait. I'm just the I'm so bad at it. You know, like I'm just starting from such a such a slow play. I just wish there was a way to go from like a basic understanding of yoga. Was there some way to like vault forward to where I could sleep with one of the instructors? I wish there was like a shortcut <laughs> to that. Oh my gosh. Uh, see, I can't do that because I actually watch them on YouTube. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. You do the, you do the video thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do the video thing. So I don't think there's a way that I can sleep with my instructor, get to that level. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, the last time that you came on, you were telling me a little bit about that portable sauna that you, you like to use. How's that going? Are you still using it? Every day. It's right It's right over there, my little buddy. Dude, actually, I got a place in Phoenix now, speaking of saunas. Congrats, man. Thanks, man. I got a little apartment in Phoenix. I just got back uh, a couple of days ago. Oh, my God. That's so cool. That's awesome. Thanks, man, because I don't know if we touched on it, but you know, Rob Schneider is working out of Phoenix now, and so we're we're writing a movie and so i just finally was like man i think i need my own spot here that's amazing but yeah the first time we didn't talk about it okay but i went to the house of comedy to see you and then you told me that rob schneider had moved here and then on their first day his wife got stung by a scorpion yes yeah they moved to phoenix and the first day rob's wife got stung by a scorpion (sighs) the next day a bobcat took a sandwich off a picnic table in their backyard or something and walked (laughs) off with it. And I said, dude, all that's left is for you to get a letter in the mail that says you shouldn't live here signed to the universe. Yeah. And then a bunch of scorpions crawl out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyway, Jamie, I wanted to talk a little bit about the movie that you're writing, what it's like going on tour with Rob Schneider right now. Okay. I know last time we talked about your special something awesome, or as you called it, Jamie tries not to say fuck. <laughs> Dude, I had this weird, I don't know that I've ever been on a podcast twice in my whole life. And I got a little scared because I was like, what if uh, I was like, I should ask ahead of time if you could, if I do the same joke that I come up with off the top of my head, if you could just edit that out for me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the beauty of editing, man. Okay, good. I was worried about the second time, too, because we hit it off so well the first time. And I was imagining the second time being horrible, and then our saints wouldn't clap. you imagine? How do you say that again? Oh, in Portuguese? Yeah, yeah. What was that? Oh, you say, o santo não bate. I love it. I love it, man. Yeah. You know, I love the Portuguese language, but when I try to speak it, I kind of sound like I'm drunk. I was going to say it sounds like you slowed down the speed on an audible book. Oh, my God. It totally does. Right. I like it, though. That's interesting. Take your time with it. It's Stefan from Audible reading War <laughs> and Peace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway, Jamie, I wanted to talk a little bit about you. Yeah. It seems like you've been thriving in the pandemic. You're making it work with your stand-up and you're on tour. You're writing a movie. It seems like things haven't been that bad. No, I don't, I don't think so. It's, dude, it's been so good. Because I think last time we talked, it was locked down, like no comedy shows. 
That's just someone someone texting me. I apologize for that noise. I don't know if you could hear that. Oh, yeah, I could. It's just totally disrupting the show, but no worries. Would it be distracting if I read all the texts and we discussed my replies? <laughs> Dude, I'm going to turn off this thing so it doesn't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny, speaking of texts? I actually got a text tonight from a random number, and it said, you want to grab dinner tonight, lady? And I was so confused because I was like, okay, I'm not a lady. And I didn't know if it was you or not. So I don't know. I don't know. Podcast. That, that's just my way of asking if it's time to do the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually thought about it for a second. I was like, is this Jamie? <laughs> what did you respond? How do you, how do you respond to the, uh, the random text? Well, I was like, I think you have the wrong number. I'm not a lady. Jesus. <laughs> and then and then she said oh wrong steph and then she said oh hey this is cindy i showed you a couple houses two years ago are you still in the market and then i started to think oh my gosh is this on purpose was this a tactic for her to be like oh wrong number by the way we have been in contact you want to buy a house a very clever way of marketing that's what i thought that's incredible do you i feel like that's a possibility I mean, it could be. Maybe she shouldn't call you a lady, though. I like the whole idea of randomly texting you. <laughs> I know, right? The lady thing threw me off, though. Yeah. But maybe it was a way to stand out and be like, lady, buy a That's house. So I don't know, man. I'm confused by it, though. But hey, I'm talking with you about it. I'm talking with my friends. So maybe it's an effective uh, marketing strategy. Text your back. Say, hey, if we're ever in the market for a house, we'll look you up, fella. <laughs> oh nice but anyway enough about me i wanted to talk with you about your tour with rob schneider how's it been going yeah i think i think when we last talked it was like maybe it was in like crazy lockdown like no shows i think last time we spoke because because we have done some we did a tour of minor league baseball stadiums yeah i remember seeing that on instagram on one of your posts i, I thought that was so interesting because yeah a baseball stadium is such an interesting place to do it i didn't know you could do it there no, I think as you shouldn't. <laughs> well, but it was, uh, yeah, it's the same reason you don't play football at a bowling alley. You know, it's just, <laughs> but what's funny is my, my comedian friends had two different views on it when I just posted the dates online. They would go, dude, that sounds so awesome. And other people would say, this sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> like, oh. it sounds like a, just as far as comedy goes, you have no ceilings, you have no whatever. And I was, I was a little worried about it and dude it was amazing and i think it was you could hear the crowd like i thought maybe you wouldn't be able to hear them and stuff and uh it was it's it was really good man and it was just good to get maybe part of it was we were all excited to just get back out there and be doing something like the crowd like the comedians i think that was a big part of it oh my god that's awesome it's weird when you're at a baseball stadium, you can tell I'm the opening act, you know, and you can tell when you're not doing that well because you look over and they're warming other comics up in the bullpen. <laughs> they're doing practice swings with a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> and then big news for people in Phoenix, you and Rob Schneider are going to be at the Tempe Improv. Yeah, man. December 29th through January 2nd. Yeah, we're doing I think it's three nights, including New Year's and yeah. That place is, they, they know what they're doing as far as it's socially distanced. It's very safe, but it's, it's awesome. So some of the clubs, you know, it, you can feel 
the fact that there's a certain capacity, you know, like it feels different. Like we went to one place and um, I won't say where, and I remember last year when we went, it was just gangbusters, like amazing shows. And we went back this time and it was sold out to the extent it could be sold out. And every show we would go, huh? Like it wasn't like it was bad, but something was missing. And then we realized there were, you know, they put like plexiglass in front of everyone's seats. Oh my God. And so you're not getting, you're not getting the laughs that you're expecting. And then I think you're also, I think there's like a sense of privacy when you're behind glass, maybe like you're watching TV or you're watching someone watch a comedy show, but the Tempe <laughs> improv, they, they know, they know what they're doing and, and shows were almost like, like normal, like they were before. Yeah. And the Tempe improv I've been there and they do an incredible job. Everybody's wearing a mask. They're socially distanced. And then funny enough, I went to the bathroom and they actually had, it was like a certificate of their sanitary grade cleaning. And it said things like, we sanitize to kill coronavirus. And then there was stuff that I hadn't even heard of. Yeah. And there was stuff like, uh, well, Ebola. Well, not. Yeah. Yeah. And then other stuff like crazy fish disease. No. So uh, I felt safe there. Last time I was at, I was at a club, I did I did contract crazy fish disease, and so I I do appreciate them <laughs> finally spraying for that. Don't you feel like some places though? I feel like this with with uh, like hotels and airlines. They're like, "Hey, we're gonna wash the seats," and you're like, "Maybe you should have been doing that the whole time." <laughs> hey, because of this COVID thing, we're gonna clean that bathroom. We're gonna get in there. Oh my god! I know. Seriously, yeah, we used to change the sheets every other day, but for you. We'll change it every day. Great. I do feel like there's this thing where it's obviously a serious thing that's going on in it, but but I do feel like some people like take advantage of the the COVID to not have as good of customer service. You know, like you go to a which by the way, dude, I love. I don't know if I talked about this last time, but flying during this pandemic is amazing. There's no middle seats. There's it's just, there's no one at the airport. Like it's it's. I feel bad that I'm even finding some joy in this, but I'm trying to find like a silver lining, but uh, at the hotels, like, you know, they don't, um, they don't, the housekeeper lady doesn't clean your room. They don't clean your room at all at the hotels. And it's weird. Cause I got, you get a little used to that, you know? And like, now I'm not like a prima donna, but I feel like I'm in my room and I'm like, I'm not used to having to, you know, I've got to hang up the towels. I'm flushing the toilet. You know, it's just like different. Yeah, that's true. It's almost like we have to grow up all over again because mom used to clean the toilet for me. Yes. Now I got to do it, except now I got to pay for it. Right. No, but you know what? I totally get it. And I do think that it's really important to try and find the silver lining in the midst of all of this bad stuff that's happening. And I think that it is an awesome thing that there's no middle seat when you're flying. So I think what needs to happen after the pandemic is over is we need to collectively convince the airline that there's still a pandemic going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Maybe you text like, hey, lady, pandemic. <laughs> yeah, the middle seat thing. The middle seat thing's huge. It's amazing how you could be on an airplane and it's it's like you're in the aisle and someone's on the window. And it's amazing how someone could come down the aisle, someone you don't even know. And when you you realize they're about to take the middle seat, you're like, this motherfucker. Like you just, <laughs> the hate and judgment on it. And, and like, and you, I've, we've also all been the middle guy. And you're like, I know, this sucks even worse for me. <laughs> it's It's been so nice getting that extra arm room. 
Oh my God. I can imagine. And you're totally right. I think it's so much better because there's that middle person tension that always happens when you the worst it. The middle seat is bullshit. I just read this thing. This is not funny at all, but I just read this thing. I was <laughs> I was on an airplane. I was thinking, why are we all just not getting sick on an airplane? Because it's like this tube in the sky. Hmm. I just was wondering, like, how have I traveled so much and I get tested all of the time and never had anything? And I'm like, how does it work? But do you know, like, like it's because the air filtration system, the air in an airplane huh. is being filtered so much. I think it's being filtered like on Alaska Airlines, like every like less than two minutes, it's fresh air. So you're actually in more, more susceptible at like target than you would be on an airplane because of the, the air flowing in and out. Huh? So you're basically saying target has filthy air. I would say target or all, all stores that are not airplanes. <laughs> oh, got it. Because of the filtration yes. system. Fair. Dude, I'm going to lose my target endorsement. Oh, <laughs> you know what i'm gonna take it out in post so it's gonna be like it never happened i don't even know why i brought it up (laughs) this podcast is actually sponsored by target so i'm in trouble too (laughs) yeah but anyway i wanted to talk a little bit about you your writing and how i really see that it reflects in your stand-up because the last time i saw you you were at the house of comedy in phoenix and it was about 40 percent capacity and the previous comics were coming on and it was tough. They were, it's not that they weren't funny, but they just weren't making the audience laugh. And I remember I was talking to my wife and I was just like, oh my God, is he, is Jamie going to be in trouble here? And then you came on and you absolutely crushed. Like everyone was laughing. I was cracking up mm-hmm. and you just had such a good way with the audience that it was, it was amazing. Well, thanks man. Yeah, and I don't know, you know, I'm not trying to brag, but I was uh, performing at 40% capacity long before COVID. <laughs> it's, it's actually good to finally have a reason. <laughs> but it was funny. You were absolutely hilarious. And there were even some elderly women that were laying it on thick. What do you mean laying it on? Like, like uh, uh, oh, they were flirting with you. I love talking to God, man. I, I love it, especially when it is sparsely populated for either lack of television credits or a deadly disease. I do like to get into there and make it more of a personal experience. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, And last time we spoke, you actually gave some really good advice for comics. And I think not just comics, but anybody really, but your advice to comics was don't just do stand up, Don't just be a comic. And I feel like that rings so true. And you exemplify that because you're not just doing stand up, You're doing, you're a writer, you're a co-producer, you are an actor, you do everything. And so I feel like that all intertwines and you're able to be able to make those things work with each other. And so you're making yourself more productive and you are really taking advantage of the time that you have. It's funny, man. Like I remember, because I do think that's very important. It also creates, I don't know what a good word is, but if you're doing just stand up or any of those things you described, it's so much pressure. It's so much pressure. And like, I got to book this thing. I got, if you're just writing and you don't get staffed one year, you're like, shit, what do I do? But if you're kind of doing everything, you don't have to be the best at the thing. You can be pretty good at four things and have a great year, you know, like as long as you keep, and then you don't, I don't don't know. It gives me a, a better sense of 
when I was just doing standup, I, I felt like my whole life was making sure my schedule was full and calling my agent and like, Hey, we got to fit this in here. And if I saw a, a week off, it would make me so nervous. My friend, uh, Mark Gross, I remember we used to always have, he was a um, EP on man with a plan wrote on Mike and Molly, all these other shows. And I remember we used to always have to have a full calendar, like a week off meant something got canceled. Like we wouldn't take time mm-hmm. off. Like that meant something got canceled. And I remember we were talking about booking one time and he goes, um, he goes, yeah, fellas, I don't know. He goes, my April has a bra and no panties. <laughs> and we all knew what he meant. We knew that he meant he didn't have those last two weeks full. And uh, it's just so funny how like, <laughs> it's just, I think it's so neat to, sometimes when I look at my calendar now and I go, all right, I'll do, I'm doing some dates with Schneider, like maybe two weekends for a month before that would panic me. I, I would feel, I'd go, man, let me like pick up those other weeks on my own. Now I think it's more of a balanced life to go. Yeah, man, I'll be fresh for those shows. I won't be burned out those other two weeks. I'll be writer guy. You know, I just think it's a better overall balance. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think you can apply to everything or anything that you do. Because I remember when I first got out of college and I first started my my first entry-level job, I was so focused on it because that was the only thing I was doing. And to a certain extent, yeah, I guess I should focus on it in the beginning. But after that, I was really stressed out because that was all I was thinking about. Right. And then after I started getting used to it and I started getting more experience and everything, I started branching out and doing other things, freelance. And then I started getting into this, the podcast. So I have all these different things that are going on and the gravity of the consequences. Uh, that's not the right thing to say, but just, you know, the weight of different problems isn't as heavy right? as if you were just doing one thing. So I think, Totally agree with you. I think you should be doing multiple things. I'm looking forward to your memoir, Gravity of the Consequences. I think it's going to be a big... <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if I articulated it as much as uh, stump bumbling through it, but I really do believe that stress is so important. And dude, with this pandemic thing, stand-up, like, it kind of went away. Or like, if you... I'm no stranger to having done like a cruise ship here and there. I'm not embarrassed to say that as a comic. I know there's some kind of stigmas there, but there was a point I remember... I did a couple of these cruise ships that paid a lot of money and it's kind of a, it's kind of a good life. Like it's like this real easy thing. You call one booker, you're going to all these different places. And I remember there being a moment where I was like, wow, you could just do this if you wanted to. And it's pretty fun. Hmm. But if you do that, what, what are you not doing? And then when something like this happens, if all of your eggs are in that basket, it's just, it's a stressful panicky thing. We just do tons of shit. I also think like, especially with your podcast, I think you also find out, what you're good at and what you like, because that might change. You might love being a standup and then get married and have a baby and not like it anymore because you're away from your family. And so I think it's also important to know like the you of today might be different than the you of five years from now and just see what, see what you, you like and see what you gravitate towards. That's so funny. You say that because I remember back when we first talked, I was into standup and podcasting and I'm still into podcasting standup it's not that I don't like it, but I started to get more into other things, specifically writing. And so I love writing, but I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it yet, but it's something that I'm going to continue. What do you, what do you write and what kind of stuff you, what are you doing? Are you like doing, doing like journaling stuff or spec scripts or like stories? Or Well, actually I wanted to pitch you the screenplay. Okay. We're not even, we're not even recording this. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Inspired by my real estate agents, I've come up with a clever way to pitch. <laughs> 
Well, hey, I've got this really cool screenplay, so if you wouldn't mind reading it, lady. <laughs> oh, also, I am not recording. <laughs> well, at least I'm recording the audio. We've got the gold there. But YouTube, you might just have uh, a little bit of uh, a skip there. Well, okay. Well, it seems like I need to spend some more time focusing on podcasting. But <laughs> Maybe you're focusing on too many things. That's true. Maybe I need to whittle it down and uh, quit podcasting and writing. <laughs> uh, but uh, thank you for noting that, JV, because I would not have pressed the record. You know, I was completely joking. I was trying to do a joke like, you're not even recording. You're just pitching me a show. That was my <laughs> not even doing a podcast. I was not even, I had no idea it was not recording. I was literally like, if you pretended to do a podcast just to like pitch someone a show, that's the joke I was going for. Oh, well, it, it landed and it had a little sting because I realized, oh, I am not recording the video. The audio is being recorded That's at 90% amazing. of it. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, amateur hour over here. But to answer your question, Jamie, um, just been, I've been writing, trying to do 30 minutes to an hour a day. And I've just been trying to do, um, I, I was reading a book by the founder of The Onion, Scott Dickers, Dikers, where he was talking about doing morning writings if you want to do funny mm -hmm. and i don't even know which direction i'm going to go if i want to write stand up or any other type of comedic material but i'm just trying to write for about 30 to minutes to an hour a day get comedy or get and look at it a week later so that my perspective is a little distant so i can take a look at it again and be like is that funny is that not funny and then try mm -hmm. and put on a short list the things that i thought were good or things that i thought i could work on Hell yeah, man. Do you know you should check out one of my favorite podcasts of all time is uh, the Tim Ferriss podcast. Yeah. Guest this week is Jerry Seinfeld and is a masterclass in parts. He, he just talks about his writing process and it's awesome. He has a thing where I think he said he writes for an hour. He writes for like an hour a day. And if you don't feel like writing, you cannot write, but you can't do anything else. So like you have to wait and if nothing comes out, nothing comes out. But I found it to be, I, I loved it. I think you, I think you would love it. That's awesome. Cause I was actually looking, I think he had a book that came out recently that I was, I was looking through where it was Jerry Seinfeld's jokes from the eighties all the way to present day. Oh. And it was pretty cool. Cause I got to, <clears throat> he, he just shares his jokes and I think he talks a little bit about, the the times and what he was doing at those times i don't know if there was too much going into the joke writing process yeah. but you can kind of see as you look at the jokes how he developed i just looked at like the first joke and then the last joke and a couple in between but uh, that also was pretty interesting from jerry yeah i think he's promoting that book i think that's why he's on that podcast but i think you would you would love it he, he gets into mm -hmm. it a little bit and you know he's the he's the man so i found it that's to be interesting that's awesome. I'm going to have to check that out. I was going to ask, but I mean, I'm sure the audience is sick of hearing me talking about my amateur writing. I wanted to ask you, you're in the middle of writing a book or writing a movie. How did that come about and how is it going? Can you divulge any information or is Yeah, it there's some parts of it that we're not supposed to say, but basically Rob had an idea for an adaptation of a movie. So a movie that did really well in Italy. And so he oh. got the rights to this movie and then he got somebody that's, that's very interested. Uh, 
he got someone sort of sort of that was very interested in the idea to to finance it and they they want us to finish it I, I, and I, this thing is moving fast like we're um we're just finishing the first draft and i think that they want to shoot it in i mean march ideally and it might even be shot in phoenix and so it's moving really fast like it's moving so fast that we'll write a scene at a hotel and then maybe that night we try to get the hotel we're going to film it at like it's almost like we're doing everything at once oh my gosh wow but it's so fun it's so fun having it be like so real like so many times you're you're writing a spec script and you go ah Someone might buy this, someone might not buy it. But this one, we went in already having sort of the attention and, and backing from some, mm-hmm. some, pretty, some pretty good people. So it's, it's going great though, man. We had a great time. We've been working our, working our asses off, man. It's been really good. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. I can't wait to find out who's lead Scorpion. But I also, <laughs> uh, it sounds like it's moving super quickly. And, and I saw you, I think I saw on Instagram, you were writing with Patricia too. Is she in on the movie or is that a separate You know thing? what's funny? We're writing a different movie. This one got, got kind of moved to the forefront so quickly that we sort of had to take a break on that one and, and, and sort of drop everything and do this one. So I'm kind of doing two things at once. I'm kind of doing one movie with him and one with his wife. And I'll, if like, he's not available one day, I'll jump on with her and we'll work on that one. But these last few weeks we've been, I mean, treating it like a full-time job with a deadline and just trying to, trying to make it as good as we can. That's so freaking cool. And I was going to ask what's, these are your first two movies that you've written versus TV shows. Is that right? Or okay. What? Yeah, I've written some like, you know, I probably have written like six movies, but this will probably be the first one that becomes a movie. Like I wrote an, you know, somebody asked me to write an animated movie once and I wrote that and then it sort of like looked like it was going to happen, but it didn't. I don't know if you know, but that happens in show business sometimes. What? Yeah, things they seem like they're going to happen and they don't. So I've had a couple like, like really close calls. And then I kind of went back and read some of those movies and I was like, those were shitty. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I think there's a learning curve. I think you got to get like, you got to get like three out of your system almost. And this is different too. Cause I'm writing with a guy that wrote Deuce Bigelow. So it's, it's so different. Like there's this guy, you know, he's, he knows what he's doing and I'm, I'm more like the yeah. joke and I help, but he really has a great handle on how to, how to get that done and do it right. Oh my God. That's so cool. What what have been the biggest differences between, because I have no idea, between writing a show and writing a movie? Because it seems like the show, there's a lot of room for elongating the stories. Maybe, I don't know if there's huge variance in character arcs, but I think there's more room for variance there. Where a movie, it's, you kind of got to wrap things up in a minute, or I mean, uh, an hour 30. Yeah. I I like the movie thing maybe better because I think TV is easier, especially if you're talking about a season two or season right. three where we've already, everyone knows who all the Sopranos are, season two. And so now we just put them in different circumstances. With a movie, I like that it's encapsulated. I like that it is this thing where everyone goes on this journey and when it's over, it's over. We're not trying yeah. to make sure, you know, Matt LeBlanc's wife founds out he stole the potato chips and then she's, you know, like it's, it's, it's like this thing where it doesn't like reset at the end of every episode. I like yeah. the fact that it, and also you can be a little more, you can be a little more emotional or you can't really do that in any of mm. any of the stuff I've worked on for TV. It's always been like super comedy. This one has, it's a comedy, but it's also like a, a, 
a legitimate movie with heart. And so I think that's a difference just for me personally, because I haven't worked on anything like that in TV. So I, mm-hmm. I love that too. I love trying to write like a super, you know, a sad that turns into inspirational scene is almost as fun as getting a really good joke. Like it's, it's fun kind of playing with that as well. Wow. That's so cool. I, I cannot wait to see this movie when it comes out. Uh, well, both movies. You're writing two movies at the same time. Look at you, Jamie. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, man. Well, it's trying to keep it together, you know, just, just doing, just staying busy. There's nothing uh, to do in Alaska. There's nothing to do in Alaska, but, but right. Like I, right now, it's so dark. I have all my lights on. I know I look a little bit dark. I literally have all the lights on. The sun went down right after it went up today. <sighs> like one hour of daylight. So I think it also helps to have like this thing I work on. I feel like I'm still plugged into to my job and in the industry when I like work remotely from here. Because mm-hmm. I go a little crazy up here. So I think it's good oh. to keep busy. Are you planning on spend? I'm guessing you are, but are you planning on spending a little bit more time out of Alaska now that you have a place in Phoenix? Or yes, I think so. If you wouldn't mind breaking it to my kids, uh, for me. no, <laughs> now yeah, that I- I'm actually recording, I'll send this <laughs> snippet. <laughs> yeah, no, it's actually really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing like I think I'm gonna do like at least half and half Phoenix and Alaska, yeah. maybe even a little bit more Phoenix. And then I'm joking about the kids, they're gonna come all the time and right, right. All the time. but yeah, I'm, I think I think I'd like to break it up, man. Dude, Phoenix is a what a town. I can't even tell you, man. Like, I just, I, I don't know if you know, like, the uh, Biltmore area. Yes. Yes. Dude, I just, and you have to understand a guy from Fairbanks, just to have a Best Buy, like, like, we don't even have a Target. I guess I could shit on Target all I want. They don't even fucking have one here. But just to, like, have all of these things that I think people take for granted, like, a Whole Foods, like, we don't even have a Whole Foods. We don't need, I went to the store to get chicken the other day and they were just like, nah, we don't have it this week. I swear to God. And I go, wait, you just can't, you just don't have chicken. Like it's just such a weird small town vibe that Phoenix is really, I'm just really appreciating. Appreciating. I'll tell you when I, um, when I first moved to, uh, to Fairbanks, they just got, they just got Uber like a year ago. And the first three times I called an Uber, the same guy came. <laughs> It was the same guy. No way. No I swear way. to God, dude. It was the same guy. And I'm like, what is going on? So I go, why don't you just give me your cell phone number? Let's <laughs> put out the middleman. And I guess no one knew about Uber. So there was just like a couple. I get off the airplane last night. I go, let me call an Uber. And I press a button. And the, the app's just like, nah, you're not getting it. There's no Ubers. There's no cars available. And don't so even think about chicken. You're none of that either. There's no. You want to take an Uber to get some chicken? You're fucking out of luck, dude. You're not going to do any of that tonight. Oh, my God. That's the worst. Well, we've got plenty of chicken here in Phoenix. We've got (laughs) plenty of Ubers, so it's going to be a great time. I'm excited to have you as a partial resident. And, um, you know, we're just – and Rob and Patricia, all these people coming to Phoenix. I heard a couple other comedians I was talking to, they're thinking of coming to Phoenix. So this is pretty cool. It's yeah. pretty cool. What nice. happens in the summer though? It gets, it gets very, is, is that like the reason it, it gets extremely crazy? We don't, yeah. We don't talk about summer unless it's actually here. Yeah. We, we, I don't we know don't if like not talking about it helps. 
it's it's kind of like Voldemort. It's just it's the 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 season who must not be named. No, I mean summer. It's fine as long as you're. I go from my well now I just stay in my air conditioned house, but I would go from my air conditioned house to my air conditioned car to my air conditioned office. Right. So as long as you can just keep those gaps from air conditioning to non air conditioning, yes, it's like thirty seconds or less, then you're good. That's exactly it, what we do in the opposite. Like you go from heated car, you know, heated car to heated gun store to buy a gun with one bullet to heated. <laughs> yeah, you want to just keep those those gaps. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all you got to do in these. I, I love how you're going polar opposite too. It's like, you know, straight cold to straight hot, just yeah. inferno. You fuck around and, um, Oh, it's exciting. The winter right now, it's amazing. So I know you're not here, but um, just to let you know, not summertime, ideal. Then I think May through August. If you have a pool, you're good. Awesome. Um, yeah. So cool. Well, Jamie, I know I've kept you for a little while. I wanted to just ask a couple questions that our fans had sent in that I'm hoping you could help answer. And I'd then we'll, we'll wrap it, it up. Awesome. I'd love to answer fan questions with you. Awesome. They are, well, first, we got to get inspired. I've been plenty inspired from all the things you have to say, but I like to just make sure there's an inspirational quote in the podcast so that people can just, they love get it. nothing else, they get inspired. I usually like to ask my guests if they have any inspirational quotes that help get them through their dark days, especially if they only get an hour or so of sun. Right. But Jamie, do you have any? I know you gave one last time. I can't even remember what it was. I was going to let you know. I'll bet it was the obstacle is the way, the impediment. Is that, was that it? I it bet that was. was. Uh, yeah, it was either that or Carpe Diem. I can't remember which. Shit. No, I don't know if I, have a, if I have another one. Um, you know what? If you don't, it's okay. No pressure. You already gave one. That's more than enough. Okay. So what, what I'll really, do. really disappointed in myself right now. I am too a little bit. I mean, I, I was expecting a quote. I was expecting massive amounts of wisdom, but just like the disappointed customers looking for chicken and Ubers, <laughs> I'll, I will sit in that disappointment. And I do enjoy the quote, um, we are what we repeatedly do. I think that was Aristotle or Bill Cosby. I can't remember who. <laughs> it's sort of like the little things you do every day. You have to picture if you make a certain decision like to do yoga or to drink 12 beers, it's not just about today. Like you have to picture what if I did that every day for five years? I'm not a fan of the quote I came up with. It was just, I was under pressure and I wanted to have something. <laughs> now I'm a guy that makes up shitty quotes. That's what I repeatedly do. And you know what? That's the promo too. That's what's going to be on there. Just you all subtitles. I forgot what the quote was by Bill Cosby. If there was a bop, 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 that would be perfect too. Just at the end, but it's a good, it's a good quote. I think it also reminds me, I think Dave Ramsey said this where he said success is 20% intelligence and 80% habit. And I think that is, it ties into your quote a little bit. Where it's the everyday things that you do that really shape who you are. And you don't, if you have the, if you're able to get into those habits, that can help make you a successful person. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to be that smart. Love it. So you you just got to say, you know what? I'm going to press the record button when the podcast starts 
and then I'll have a good podcast. But um, I'm still working on that part. So I'm still trying to just sit in that quote and learn from it. All right, Jamie. Well, I've, I've also got a quote too. This will, this will help level you out. I think you're, it's going to put you back up in the self-esteem self department. It goes, at times, one needs to call a success a success. So first, before we decipher that, I want to ask, do you have any guesses on who said that quote? At times, we have to call success a success. Yeah. My gut That's instinct would be like an, like an Elon Musk or something, but I don't, I don't know. That does sound like an Elon Musk. And you know what? That actually might lead into what the, this is actually not a person. This is a robot that made this quote. Oh, it's, it's called Inspirobot. And it used AI to just take some wise words and just mash them together. Do you know how many guesses it would have taken me to say Inspirobot? <laughs> I used to, you know, I used, I don't know if you remember the last time, but I used I to just know. start with that. I have one of those, um, have you heard of the Depresso bot? It's basically every day. <laughs> there's like a really, really bleak view of everything. Like this morning, my Depresso bot was like, what is the fucking point? <laughs> you know, I subscribed to Depresso Bot too, and I got, the, I got the email with the daily quote and said, no, there's no chicken today. There will never be any chicken. <laughs> so, beautiful. All right. Well, we've got a couple questions from fans. I'm hoping we can answer just really quickly. This first one it says, <clears throat> it's from Reddit, and it's found by our fan, Becca. Thank you, Becca. It says, what to do when my boyfriend won't eat anything? My boyfriend and I are moving in together in the new year to our own house. The problem is he exclusively eats plain chicken and rice or chicken nuggets and chips and refuses to try anything else. I'm going to be doing most of the cooking and I use loads of vegetables, spices, and sauces. What should I do to get him to eat more? Just off the top of my head, I would say that one of the problems, this does occur when you date a toddler. Um, <laughs> I want to go a little bit older. Check IDs before you start dating people. This, this might be a larger problem, though. All joking aside, it does sound a little like this might be the tip of the iceberg. Like if you're having to be this mom that's making your boyfriend eat, have to eat vegetables. This might, this, you know, this could be, this could be like a, a predictor of things to come. But as far as just the eating thing, that's a, that's a tough one, man. I, I've been that guy before that only ate chicken and rice. And I get that it's like extremely boring. I was just like really into fitness at the time. And it annoyed the shit out of my, like my ex-wife, she hated, I would do like intermittent fasting and she'd be like, we just have a pancake with the family. Like it was so annoying. But I would say my, my legit advice might be, what if you just let him do that? What if you just let him be chicken guy? That's you know, true. and then maybe you go once in a while, ask him to try something. But what do you, what do you think? I think that's a good idea. I think also the fact that she says she cooks with loads of vegetables, spices, and sauces. I'm thinking the vegetables, great. It's going to help balance out, put a couple blocks in his food pyramid, but yes. then the spices and sauces, that's where it might get a little calorie dense. So back right. to your point of like, if she's putting syrup on vegetables, that's not going to be good. It's, it's not calorie rich. So let, let him do his own thing. I was also thinking maybe it's because he doesn't know how to cook. I don't know. It may, 
So the the chicken and rice, I can see how it's a tie into fitness. But then the chicken nuggets, chicken nuggets. and chips. Hmm. Unless it's a cheat day, I think our our the boyfriend here might be just not knowing how to cook, so he just does chicken. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah, she also might want to take a good look at maybe she doesn't know, really know how to cook, and uh, maybe just order some foods from somewhere. Like maybe try some takeout or something. Oh, there you go. Yeah, or those um, what what do you call it? Those those uh, they come ready and you kind of just prepare them. So incorrect. Oh, like a pre-made meal? Yeah, 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 yeah. It comes with the ingredients, and then you just kind of put it together. Yes. I don't know what that's called. We don't, we don't have that here. If you wanted that here, it would be an actual person. But I know what you mean. It's like those little meal. But maybe that's it. Maybe it's just trying, you know, maybe even getting him to try one new thing a week, you know, and seeing if there's something there. But I think at some point you go, hey, I don't need to put this on him to have a variety in his diet. Maybe this is the guy I love and he feeds chicken nuggets and chips. It's fucking weird, but maybe that's okay. Yeah, exactly. You chose it. You're lit. You're moving in with him and you're living with him. There could be so many worse things that could Absolutely. be happening other than a couple chicken nuggets. Very even you, you can even let it slide. If it's the T-Rex nuggets, it, even better, actually, they're adorable. So just let it slide. Love him for the chicken nugget eater that he is. Right. Good. Problem solved. I need a little, like the text <laughs> notification for that or something, just a little good. Our last question, Jamie, and then we'll say goodbye is it's from Reddit and it's from my fan Marcus. He says, friend has had lice for years. My friend and I are both 15 in high school. She has about three younger sisters. She comes over for sleepovers frequently, them lasting a few nights before I have to ask her to leave. <laughs> but I have noticed she's always itching herself. And once she leaves, maybe a few days later, I'm picking lice out of my hair. Oh my I feel itchy God. all over. The first time it happened, I told her, but this was last year and she said it was her sisters. I don't know what to do anymore. We're going to be adults in three years and she can't control her lice or even tell me, sorry, I can't stay at your house and sleep in your bed. I have lice do i stop her from coming over this has been happening for two years straight thank you oh my god see this i don't like this makes me extremely uncomfortable i don't like i don't know if you've had an experience with children with lice it's it's a big deal it's medicating shampoos for everyone in your entire family you really have to ask yourself how good of is this friend worth it is this friend worth it i would i would literally i would probably have to move it would bother me so much that somebody was coming over with lice. I've, I've never had lice before. I don't know what it's like. I, I never have, but when a kid at school gets it, you have to all do this thing. That's right. Yes. yes but it's, yes, I get yes. why he's afraid to say something though. Cause it's like, it's the same thing. Like when somebody has kind of bad breath, you can't go like, Hey, let's all brush our teeth and act like that's just some fun thing you're going to do. <laughs> hey, tonight let's all wash our hair with lice remover. Yeah, yeah exactly oh god yeah i mean lice lice was like the old time coronavirus because every yeah. when you found out somebody got it they had to basically quarantine everybody else had to quarantine you had to put some sort of medicated shampoo in or yeah. shave your head yes was that I message mean, from 1985 like what the, <laughs> they also have chicken pox I, that one, I, I don't think I could be friend. That's a, that's a, I'm going to say friendship deal breaker. Yeah. 
it, you know what? I agree. If I was to choose boyfriend who eats only chicken nuggets yes. or friend with lice, it'd be the friend with the chicken nuggets. 100%. And I'm not even gay. And I would absolutely choose boyfriend with uh, chicken nuggets. <laughs> no question. I thought Done. when you read the next question, when you said this is our last question, I thought it was going to be like, all I eat is chicken nuggets. And my girlfriend's <laughs> moving in. <with> me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm moving in with my girlfriend, and she makes vegetables with sauces yeah. and spices and stuff. <laughs> oh. oh, God. All right. Well, Jamie, that's the very end of our podcast. I wanted right. to say huge thank you for jumping on again. It was a blast. Anytime, man. Great talking to you. Always a good time. Flies by. Dude, absolutely. And I just wanted to ask, what have you got going on? What do you want to plug? Where can people find you? So basically, if you just go to, I, I, this, I'm a terrible marketer, but literally if you go to robschneider.com and I told you before, my website is robschneidersfriend.com, but I'm, I'm jumping on pretty much because me and Rob are working so closely. I'm jumping on pretty much all his dates for the next nice. six months or so. And so that his schedule is kind of my schedule, but I'm on Instagram at I am Jamie Lisso. And uh, that's kind of the only one I'm using right now, you know, nice. not really doing the Twitter or the, uh, the Facebook. I'm keeping it straight insta oh no no tiktok haven't really gotten into the tiktok good man my problem with tiktok is sometimes my kids will watch it i wish there was like a g-rated tiktok because there'll be like these really cute like my kid will be like oh these bunnies are hopping and then they go and then it's just like a woman with her shirt off like i wish there was just a kid's one because i i think it's a fun thing but i don't like the um maybe i'm maybe there's something out there you're right. Sometimes it's in the same video. You just see the bunnies and a woman with her shirt off right next to them, just galloping through the meadow. It's horrible. There's got to, <laughs> there, there's got to be some sort of filter yeah. for like Netflix for kids and TikTok for kids or something. I think you're right because it is absolute chaos out there on that. Um, yeah, I was thinking though. I think I am at an age though. I do love a small animal. Or I'd be like, hey, move those tits. You're blocking the bunnies. <laughs> and I don't think I've always been like that. It's so funny, too, to see. I'm not on TikTok, but on Instagram, it's funny to see. I, my wife, sometimes we've been watching this show, Ozark, which is so dark, we've started to have nightmares. And we so we'll... So much. That show. Oh, you've seen it? Every minute of it. Oh, my God. We're almost you done. Love Jason Bateman. How great is Jason Bateman? A gem. He's a fu- dude. He could eat whatever he wants if he lived with me. Chicken nuggets, whatever. He's he's bring just. I don't lights. know. If it's Jason Bateman <laughs> covered with lice, you bring him over. <laughs> I don't care. I love dude, his hair is so cool and thick. The lice couldn't escape. They just, just like, bounce off another blade of hair and just. I have to say this before I forget, but and don't please don't lose your thought. But his new podcast. Have you heard it? Yes, Smartless. It's unbelievable. Will Arnett, Sean Hayes, Sean Hughes, Sean. I forgot his name. Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and I think Sean. Ricky Gervais was on this week. Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler. They've got 10 episodes and they're all did that podcast. I like to go on people's podcasts and recommend other podcasts they should be listening to instead. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to put that in the show notes along with all of of your tags. (laughs) But. You were saying, no, I'm sorry, Ozark. Oh, no. Yeah, so we ended up, we end up 
doing a little bit of social media scrolling afterwards so we gotcha. don't end up with terrifying nightmares. Oh, and then cool. I look at my feed and it's mostly comedians and bits and funny videos. And then I look at my wife's feed and it's basically recipes for desserts and bunnies and cute little animals all over the place. I love an animal video. It I is love. good. I love when a dog just becomes friends with a bird and you're like, what the fuck? How is this, did this happen? I love when it's like different animals becoming friends. And then sometimes I go on YouTube and there'll be like a monkey that became friends with a hippo. And there's always like a, like a millions of views, everyone. And then there's like a couple dislikes. Who are these fucking assholes? God, I hate that relationship between that cute monkey and that. Just what kind of people would. How come- dare they? Yeah. Cross species friendships. This is ridiculous. No, I, I think you're right. There's a, a certain type of monster out there. They should be targeted and surveilled. <laughs> hey, man, great talking to you. This is very fun. Th- yes, this was awesome. And um, I Come will... If you're bored, I'll be there. Tempe Improv with Rob Schneider. Oh, hell yes. I, I will be on the other side of the country at that time, unfortunately. I'm okay, so I sorry. Mean, as far as excuses go, that was a very good one. I mean... <laughs> No, I, I, I will be looking for chicken. I'm on a quest nationwide yeah, to look for chicken. <laughs> but no, no, I'd love to. Next time you guys are, are performing in Phoenix, I would love to see you. And I'm going to tell my friends to go see you because awesome. you're the funniest. You, you really are one of my favorite comedians. Well, thanks, dude. I appreciate it, man. It's great talking to you. Yeah. And you know, want to know something funny? I was terrified to reach out to you at first because I don't know why, but your picture makes you look almost a little mean or intimidating uh it was the picture that they had for the house of comedy <laughs> when you were headlining I look into that i don't know if that's what you want in a promo version <laughs> <laughs> I, I well hey i think it was more me reading too much into it than than uh the house of comedy but when i saw you I, the picture of you you looked like you were a comic that was would not be approachable just complete oh, cynic just it would not be that because you're such a nice guy one of the favorite things i ever did was when you asked me to come back on the podcast and you said i don't know if you remember me but i came to your show would you want to come back on and i just wrote back who the fuck is this (laughs) i remember that and at first i laughed terribly at that but at first i was like oh my god he doesn't remember me shit did i did i step out of line here and, I, and then i was like oh, okay heart skipped a quick beat but then, then below like, oh. it's like, just kidding but <laughs> the flash of your picture at the start it just uh... <laughs> those two things combined oh god but anyway i'll i'll let you know when the episode comes out i'll put everything in the show notes and um, yeah other than that dude i hope to see you perform sometime soon That'd be great. Hell yeah, man. All right, brother. Good talking to you. Yeah, good talking to you too. All right, man. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. You too. Have a good night. You too. Bye.